Welcome to Psalmscast. I am Denise, and today is the second day of January 2021. Here we are just entering a brand new adventure that is stretching 364 more days out in front of us. And here we are at the end of the week. I am especially blessed for this weekend because it gives me a spot of time to reflect on my one-word challenge for this year. There will be more about that after we work our way through our second day's journey through today's five chapters. Remember, we use that wonky day of the month, skip 30 times four, to come up with our five chapters that we're going through today. So we will be journeying through Psalm 2, Psalm 32, Psalm 62, Psalm 92, and Psalm 122. I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. At the very end of today's podcast, for those who desire to go deeper in God's Word, we're going to advance into Genesis chapter 2, which gives us a bit of an inside view of our Lord's relationship with the human He created right in the beginning. It is truly amazing what a relational God who gathers us to Himself every day. But first, let's take a moment to center ourselves and to invite the Lord to be the focus for this time. Father, we come humbly here seeking You. Would You pour into our life Your truth and Your understanding? We are looking to You for hope. We are looking for peace and we are looking for joy that is eternal and comes from You. Open our minds and open our hearts to all that you have for us here today. Allow our lives to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit through your life-giving words. Lead, guide, and illuminate as we journey today. Psalm 2. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against His anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then in anger He rebukes them, terrifying them with this fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem, on my holy mountain. The king proclaims the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Only ask and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. You will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Now then, you kings, act wisely. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal Son, or He will become angry, and you will be destroyed in the midst of all your activities, for His anger flares up in an instant. But what joy for all who take refuge in Him! Psalm 32, a psalm of David. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. 
When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey Him. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. Psalm 62 A Psalm of David I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. So many enemies against one man, all of them trying to kill me. To them, I am just a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My victory and honor comes from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. O my people, trust in Him at all times. Pour out your heart to Him, for God is our refuge. Common people are as worthless as a puff of wind, and the powerful are not what they appear to be. If you weigh them on the scales, together they are lighter than a breath of air. Do not make your living by extortion, or put your hope in stealing. For if your wealth increases, don't make it the center of your life. God has spoken plainly, and I have heard it many times. Power, O God, belongs to you. Unfailing love, O Lord, is yours. Surely you repay all people according to what they have done. Psalm 92 A psalm, a song to be sung on the Sabbath day. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High. It is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening, accompanied by a ten-stringed instrument, a harp, and the melody of a lyre. You thrill me, Lord, with all you have done for me. I sing for joy because of what you have done. O Lord, what great works you do! And how deep are your thoughts? Only a simpleton would not know, and only a fool would not understand this. Though the wicked sprout like weeds and evildoers flourish, they will be destroyed forever. 
but you, O Lord, will be exalted forever. Your enemies, Lord, will surely perish. All evildoers will be scattered. But you have made me as strong as a wild ox. You have anointed me with the finest oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the defeat of my wicked opponents. But the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit, and they will remain vital and green. They will declare, The Lord is just. He is my rock. There is no evil in him. And our final psalm for today is Psalm 122. A song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem. A psalm of David. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. And now, here we are, standing inside your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a well-built city. Its seamless walls cannot be breached. All the tribes of Israel, the Lord's people, make their pilgrimage here. They come to give thanks to the name of the Lord, as the law requires of Israel. Here stand the thrones where judgment is given, the thrones of the dynasty of David. Pray for peace in Jerusalem. May all who love the city prosper. O Jerusalem, may there be peace within your walls and prosperity in your palaces. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, may you have peace. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek what is best for you, O Jerusalem. If you had to select just one word of how you want to live into this new year, what would that one word be? This exercise each January, it challenges me greatly. It's not a list of things that I'm going to change or that I'm going to do. This one word is not about achieving. It is about becoming. This is not something that is a list of haves to do or should do. This is a word that inspires me on how I want to walk out this year. A lot of people do this in December, but I'm usually doing too much, way too much during December. So I usually do this right at the beginning of the year because the beginning of each new year provides an opportunity for reflection and vision casting. This is a season to look back and to press forward in our relationship with God. Over the past few years, I have asked God to give me one word for the upcoming year. The first time I did this, I agonized over choosing the right word. It was such a struggle as lots of words flitted across my radar, but at the end of the day, they were just nice words. I wanted a word that would be life-changing. The Lord did eventually help me find the right word for me, and the experience truly was life-changing in many ways that year. Tomorrow, I'll share a bit more about that process of the one-word challenge because I'm still in the process of seeking and selecting a word for 2021. Heavenly Father, 
We thank you for bringing us here today as we journey through and explore the book of Psalms. And wherever you led us to lead us to in the going deeper exploration of your word, we thank you for the community of listeners who come to hear the Psalms. Thank you for establishing the rhythm of life centered around the rhythm of scripture each day in our lives, orientating our hearts to you, being soothed and cradled and disrupted and shaken on many levels so that we might be who we are, your children, and be set free. So we thank you for your word. And God, as we enter this brand new year, we consecrate our lives and our hearts before you, dedicating in advance this month of January and looking for all that you might do in and through us and in and to us. Come, Holy Spirit, you have free reign here. Come and go as you please and lead us in all truth. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. So our prayer request today, friends, let's just keep praying, traveling mercies on all that are moving to and fro during this holiday season. We need the Lord to be a supernatural protective covering as we are moving here and there. We need Him to protect us against illness, virus, and injuries, that the Lord would provide His angel escorts from the armies of His heavenly team, league, that they would go before us to clear the way, as well as to have angels beside us and behind us to be our rear guard so that the power of evil will not mess with us or gain a foothold. There is a praise report for today. That weather system that passed through did dump a lot of white stuff, double the forecasted amounts, yet we are delighted that we all still have power. And on a personal note, in a word, ouch, that weather event that I mentioned, it did happen. And while we are grateful to have power, heat, and to be able to cook, I forgot that often when weather fronts come through, they can trigger inflammation and pain to injuries. Um, Yeah, I just am keeping on breathing and moving. This too will pass, at least eventually, one day. It is so awesome to be spending quality time with my mom. Between local COVID restrictions and the weather challenges, we're kind of stuck with each other here in the house. While at church on New Year's Eve, I took a picture of her hands resting on her lap. They are so frail. They are so fragile. Time is so fleeting, and there is a sense of urgency to savor each of our moments together. I also have a crazy prayer request for my mom's Mia. Mia is a 12-year-old rescue that is my mom's feline companion. This little old lady, she is acting way off. She doesn't seem to be in pain, but she's not eating and she's not drinking. If we can get out tomorrow, which is actually today, Saturday, we are going to take her to the vet because mom is very concerned and it would be a blow if she had to make tough choices about her little fur buddy's future. 
Now for those who desire to go deeper into God's Word at the very end today, we continue considering God's proclamation of His creation. It's a perfect place to begin as we are staring at the blank slate of 2021 before us. Genesis chapter 2. What do you think the Lord is trying to convey to us here in this chapter? Now for those who would like to connect, to ask questions, to request prayer requests, um, just to say hi or to request a free Bible, which I'd be delighted to send you. If you're in the United States, the number is 470-240-1509. If you're not in the United States, I encourage you to use WhatsApp. That number is 1470-240-1509. Or you can connect or message through social media. Psalmscast is on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, and Parlor. In closing... Remember this thought from today's reading in Psalm 32. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. So that's it for today. I am Denise. I love you. I am praying for you. And if it be the Lord's will... I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Going deeper into the Word of God begins in five seconds. Going deeper into the Word of God, Genesis chapter 2. Friends, we are in a brand new season, a brand new year, fresh vista and horizon in front of us. And our Lord, He invites us to walk with Him. So, Let's take a walk with him today. We're going back to the beginning. So simply allow God's words to wash over you and through you, trusting the Holy Spirit to open your eyes, to open your understanding to what you are hearing. Remember the purpose of this section is for you to learn from the Holy Spirit how to apply God's truth in your life. Genesis chapter 2. So the creation of the heavens... And the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. This is the account of the creation of heavens and the earth. The man and woman in Eden. When the Lord made the earth and the heavens, Neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth, for the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Then the Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden to the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden he placed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden 
watering the garden and then dividing into four branches. The first branch, called Pishon, flowed around the entire land of Havilon, where gold is found. The gold of that land is exceptionally pure. Aromatic resin and onyx stones are also found there. The second branch, called the Gion, flowed around the entire land of Cush. The third branch, called the Tigris, flowed east of the land of Asher. The fourth branch is called the Euphrates. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and his mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. So do you have some questions about this chapter? Is this chapter different from the previous chapter? Is it a retelling or a recounting of what happened in chapter 1? What is the Holy Spirit instructing you about this chapter? My thoughts or speculation is that this chapter, we have the Lord And here he is peeling back a layer to reveal a deeper understanding of the unique relationship that he, God, had with man that he created. Here we see the Lord God seeking a satisfying helper or companion for the human that he has created. I marveled that the Lord would create this marvelous garden to place man in. And it was God who gave man a purpose for his life to tend and to watch over the garden. This amazing place had an abundance of beautiful trees that provided a source of satisfying fruit to nourish this man's body. Man had complete freedom with only one boundary, one simple rule to navigate around. Did you take note of the consequence that man would face if he chose to cross that boundary? This boundary And the wording is important to know. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. It was God that brought the animals, livestock, and birds to the man. And man was given the privilege, hey, and yeah, it is a privilege, to name each of the animals. Yet man did not find any of these creatures to be a suitable helper for himself. 
God's word records how woman was fashioned from one of man's ribs. At one point in my life, I took offense, or maybe I was just very speculative on this because, duh, I'm a woman. I'm not part of a man. I am myself. Okay, that is a very 20th century or 21st century thinking. It also, it's very arrogant because in my opinion, who am I to be questioning God's design that he has written here in his word? Prior to that moment in the creation process, there were no other humans in existence, only this one man. Why is it so hard to trust God that this is how it did happen, that God would take a portion of a man and fashion a companion that was perfect in every way and that would completely fit together with the man. It would complete the man. Think about the male and the female body. They uniquely fit together, and when they do, life often springs forth from that union, which gives validity to verse 24. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one.